All school year long, students in all educational settings work hard to produce products. Products for their teachers to evaluate, judge, and assess. Products such as writing samples, posters, video recordings, prototypes, and so much more. Many teachers are working hard to get more creative with the products that their students create in an attempt to increase levels of engagement. But with online learning seemingly becoming a new normal in education, maybe the idea of products being such a heavily weighted assessment form needs to see reform. This podcast is just that, reform of an assessment in education. Conversations with Campbell is an attempt to bring one of the most basic forms of communication to the forefront of assessment in education, having a conversation. So much knowledge and learning is exchanged in a conversation between teacher and student, or even student to student, that it cannot be overlooked as a genuine demonstration of a student's learning. Some might even argue that a conversation demonstrates a student's learning so much more than a product ever could. A great example of this would be a cliche science fair. Each entrant is judged based off their product, a typical tri-fold Bristol board and maybe even a working prototype. But most science fairs are won or lost when the judges converse with the participants and the participants get to explain their work with the judges directly. Whatever side of this fence you fall on, you cannot argue that learning happens in conversation. So buckle up and enjoy Conversations with Campbell. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Campbell. Uh, Today I am joined with are joined by Aditya, Pari, Kirpa, and Manal. Uh, might have some other students coming in, but as they come in, we can announce their presence. And today we are addressing chapters 24 to 30. Some big things happening. Uh, we are almost at the home stretch of our novel, which means things should be starting to get spicy. And... I guess we could say get into that climax, usually in around this this point of the story. So let's let's dive right in and say what stands out to you guys. What is the most intriguing storyline? What is the the big uh, hook? What's what's the climax of our story looking like? And uh, what's what's your opinions? What what do you guys got? So one thing that stood out to me was Brett's portrayal in these chapters. So in these chapters, it seemed like he was like really sadistic and enjoyed hunting people. And as Adam said, with the dead look in his eyes. And then Quinn also feared him. And I see that Brett's character is evolving into a more dark, violence-loving character rather than the hero we saw in the earlier books. And it also seemed that Brett had only pretended to care about the wounded man in his squad. Because as Quinn said uh, we're talking to Adam. He threatened to kill Jack, the wounded man, if he said anything. And yeah, but also does not seem to care about the two dead men in his squad, as we saw in that conversation. So he didn't really seem to care. Yeah. And then he also seems to enjoy hurting people, especially 
especially from what Jack told. The away team led by Rhett had attacked the tent town without a proper reason. Yeah, quite the uh, quite the interesting little plot twist there. Did anyone see that one coming, that Brett was going to be responsible for that massacre? Yeah, I kind of guessed after they said, like, uh, they saw the people dressed in all black with masks and stuff. Like, I, I was... Um, like, I was thinking, like, it might be Brett because, like, if he heard gunshots and stuff, if he was, like, even, like, close to, the, like, the neighborhood, he would have heard something and probably, like, came, you know? Yeah. And, like, because he didn't and also because, like, the description of the people, it just, like, kind of gave me, like, a, like a hint that it might be Brett. What do you think his reasoning was for doing that? Uh, honestly, he a, a lot of the times, like uh, in earlier chapters, he was just saying that he doesn't like the tents there. He just thinks that it's like it's weird or it's dangerous for like the neighborhood or himself, and he just he wanted them gone, right? So I feel like like technically it was for the neighborhood, but he he did it on his like own reasoning, like he wanted to do that. Okay. Aditya, you had raised your hand. Yeah, so I was adding on to what Manal said. I'm pretty sure Reggie did because of the rush he feels. So maybe he likes having that adrenaline. Well, I think we it's well documented that he likes, even out of his mouth, that he enjoys the, the rush of things. But, you know, running into danger and that rush compared to just killing people to kill people, I, I think are kind of two different things. Um so it's more of like he, th there had to be some sort of reason, which I'm, I'm going to ask you guys about in a bit. So Aditya, that was a great point. So the evolution of Brett. Um, what about the rest of you? What did you kind of take away from this portion of our book, 24 to 30? Manal Pari Kirpa? I feel like, like, uh, yeah, like, Brett, um, like, betraying, I guess, the neighborhood is one thing. But, like, like from before, his, like, attitude and his, like, mindset is just getting worse and worse. And, like, like last time we talked about, like, we talked with the author and I asked, um, or somebody asked about uh, Brett. And they said that he would get significantly, like, worse. Yeah. Right? So, I feel like he might like get into something with either the compound or like a new enemy or like he becomes one of like, like, like right now he's an ally, I guess, but like an enemy in a way. Of Eden Mills you're talking about? Pardon? Of Eden Mills. He's an ally, but kind of an enemy to Eden, to Eden Mills. Not all of Eden Mills, specifically like um, Adam Cage and, like uh, people who are actually like running it because okay. he doesn't like how everything's being run. Right. Like he wants to change it. He wants to rush into things. He wants everything to be more like dangerous. So what I hear in your comments is you heard. Oh, me. Woo. Um, you heard Eric Walters say that Brett's going to get worse. And in your brain, you're questioning whether this is the worst or whether there's still 
worse to come. Is that the Yeah, basically. Okay. I feel like there's definitely going to be something worse, but specifically with Adam and Kate, like there might be something between there because like there's a lot of foreshadowing about um, Adam, like he has to be safe, like he has to take care of himself, watch his back, stuff like that. Yeah, who told him? Who told him that? Who told him that he needs to watch his back and be safe? Quinn for one, and uh, Jake afterwards. Jack. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> I didn't, uh, okay. yeah. So Adam's been warned twice that Brett might be coming for him? Yeah. So you think that might be the worst? Possibly. Interesting. So that's the maybe the conflict that it transpires? Okay. So Aditya and Lionel both brought up Brett as being obviously a, a big point of, of this portion of the reading. Pari and Kirpa? Or Kerpa? Either one of you want to bring up anything? I don't really have anything else because I was going to say what they were saying, but I noticed that he's changing a lot, and I feel like even the author said he's going to get worse. So I feel like maybe like in the next couple chapters, something's going to happen with like him against, you know, like Adam or like what, like those people, like Adam and Lori and stuff. Okay. I feel like something major is going to happen in the next couple chapters. Okay. Pari Bega, you got anything? No, I was going to say the exact same thing that, like, we found out that Brett, like, doesn't like Adam or Kay, and he could kill Adam if he wanted to, um, only if he, like, got away with it in the end, though. So, yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. Okay. Uh, Mono, you raised your hand. Yeah, so I also wanted to talk about how uh, Herb talked with, like, the town, I guess, and, uh, like, uh, Leonard and his family and, like, all of those people yep. who were living, like, right outside of the walls. Yep. And how he took them to, like, a like an area that had like, vacant houses for them to live in so that they're farther away from the neighborhood so they can cut down the trees. So, like, like they're... Um, I found it really interesting because, like, uh, he could have just told them to, like, leave and stuff like that, but he, like, helped them, but, like, he also made sure that they were, like, very far away. Like, I don't know how to explain it because, like, he distanced them so that they aren't, like, near him at all, and they're, like... Um... Sounds like he's kind of pulling an atom a little bit. Yeah, like, he he's trying to do the right thing, but, like... But he's got his own defense mechanism because we talked about defense mechanism last time. Yeah. Right? So like Adam, he wanted to, you know, help but do it at a distance so he didn't become like personal with them, right? Yeah. Okay. Like even Adam was talking about how uh, Herb could like resonate with, um, I think, it was Sheldon, like uh, Leonard, Leonard's grandpa. Yep. And like if they got too close, I feel like um, Herb would be a little bit like like I know he can. Um, control his feelings and stuff yeah. because of like we've learned that already but um like that could become like a problem for them interesting okay aditya i was just gonna bring up the topic of quinn so quinn quinn seems to have evolved into a more calm and like helpful character so when adam first met him he seemed like kind of aggressive to him not wanting to give out information but now he seems to have become like more grateful of his surroundings and 
sort of helped out him because he felt like he owed him. So one way he did that was by warning him about Brett. Okay. Um, so I've, I, I got a kind of a hypothetical here on, on Quinn though. So let's just make sure we're all on the same page with, with who Quinn is and, and all that stuff. So Quinn is this one of you want to tell us who, who is, who's Quinn? Who's that? He, he was one of the members of the compound, but was captured uh, as a prisoner when they attacked old Burnham. Okay. By Eden yep. Mills. So Eden Mills kind of original enemy, right? And they've been nursing him back to health and using him for information as they need. Fair? So now that he's back to, we'll say full health, right? He's a prisoner, but he's no longer sitting in a hospital room anymore. So the real question is what to do with Quinn. So I'm interested to hear your guys' opinion of what you think should happen to Quinn, what is actually happening to Quinn, and, and kind of whether you agree or disagree then. So whoever wants to go can go with that one. No, I don't blame, like, Herb and, like, uh, neighborhood in general to, like, kind of, like, keep him as a prisoner. Like, of course, I like, that's the most logical choice. Like, he, he was an enemy before. Like, even though he helped us, it's still, like, you know, dangerous. Yeah. But I feel like he's kind of, like, proved his loyalty in a way. Like, like coming to, like, telling Adam all of these, like... Um, I guess secrets, I guess, but like he's like helping, um, not with just like with the compound information, but like just in general, just to help them and keep them safe because he's grateful to Adam. Yeah. I feel like, like soon enough, they should stop making him like a prisoner and like, uh, he, he can become like a resident or like he has like some type of job. So you agree with them treating him, them being Eden Mills, so the committee, essentially. So Eden Mills mm -hmm. treating him as a prisoner for now? I feel like eventually it's just going to open up. Like, I understand why would they, they would do that, but personally I would start to, like, I guess release him. I don't let's, know. let's be clear on how Eden Mills is treating him right now. Yeah, what's, he's currently... What's Eden Mills doing? They're currently, like, I guess shackling. I think that was... Yeah. So he is... He is confined with uh, shackles. shackles slash handcuffs, right? For lack of a better yeah. So he's he's currently like not trusted fully, but is he stuck in a cell or a hospital room or what's what's he doing? He's allowed to go outside, but like eventually they take him and uh, lock him into a room, like I think a storage room. And what's he doing when he's outside of that room? I think he just uh, walks around, and I think I, I don't remember very well, actually. Okay, does anyone else want to chime in? No? Okay, so they, they put him to work. He's farming. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's being, he's being told to do work and kind of if you if we're gonna you know we just saved your life number one, 
we're keeping you alive. You're staying in our walls and you're secured. You're still a prisoner, but you have to like work for your stay, I guess. So I guess my question to you is if you're in that, their position, what, what would you do with this guy? Especially considering a prisoner is a mouth to feed. So we'll throw that out there. What would you guys do with a, an enemy, a prisoner? Specifically him, because he's part of the, he was part of the compound. Um, as the compound is like still possibly a threat, I feel like they should keep him. And of course, like, like they would put him to work as like, he's just there, right? Like he can't just do nothing and be fed and get resources and stuff. So I understand why they would put him to work. But uh, right now I feel like he is resourceful because like if there is an attack that he might have some type of like understanding of how they'll attack or um, what they'll do and how they'll do it. So you think they should do exactly what they are doing? Yeah, but they should release him personally because he's more than they like... should release him. Yeah. Meaning let him go out of the out of the community? No, uh, like, uh, like I guess, release his shackles and uh, handcuffs. Not have him handcuffed and... Yeah, but like... So what's, what's the downside? Why do you think they're not doing that? Because they're not sure about his loyalty. But I was like, instead of just keeping him like chained down, I feel like maybe they could do like uh, occasional checkups and stuff. But like... Um, do you really, is that the only reason why? Because I, I disagree. I don't think that's the only reason why they're keeping him in prison. Oh, also because like people may attack him. Yeah. They're keeping him kind of under security, let's say, because someone might want to hurt him. And that is not really for protecting him, but protecting the people from doing that. Like, you know, you can't blame a kid for eating a chocolate cake off of a table if the chocolate cake is left out on the table for them. You know what I mean? Like that sort of yeah. thing, right? Like, I don't know. Like if someone wanted revenge and went to hurt him, like Paula, for instance, can you really blame Paula if that, if he, if that person was like being presented nonstop in front of your face? Like, I don't know. I think that's where the committee's kind of coming from. But I understand that, but I still don't think they should keep him chained down. Even if they do keep him under surveillance to keep him safe and keep others safe, mm-hmm. I don't think he should be chained down because, like, interesting. He's like I said before. He's proved his trust to a point, and he's still um, resourceful. Okay. Um, does, anyone else, does anyone else have a thought on this? topic yeah i think quinn should be released as well and i pretty much had the same exact points but i also think he should be released because i don't think there's a way for him to find the compound again so he's been kept prisoner for a long period of time so i don't really think he would have any communication with them to maybe find them so i think he can be trusted in that way open up the walls and see you later like get out of our community that sort of when you say released no i meant like stay in the community but yeah so be free but within the community yeah 
Pari Kirpa, anything on this one? Okay, so let's pivot back to Brett then, because that makes a lot of sense. Brett is responsible for the massacre, according to Jack and Quinn, technically, right? <clears throat> so I have kind of two questions here. We talked at length uh, earlier on in our podcast when we first started the book of the title is called The Fight for Power. So I'd like to revisit that thought and say, hmm, I wonder where that title is applicable now. What is the fight for power? That's my first question. The second question is, I find it very convenient that Herb wanted the trees cut down all this time. He said it many, many times. <clears throat> I don't like to tempt people there. I don't like to tempt people there. I don't like to tempt people there. We need to remove the trees. We need to remove the trees. He said that. So my question is, do you really think Brett's responsible for attacking and getting rid of the 10 people, which resulted in getting rid of the trees? which is exactly what Herbert wanted in the first place. And now he gets it, but he doesn't look like the bad guy. Hmm. So those are my two questions. You can choose to answer both or one completely up to you, but I'm interested in, in your guys' opinion on either one of those. Honestly, I could kind of see her doing that, but at the same time, no, because I don't think he would hurt, um, like, people for, like, no reason. He could have just told them to move. That He could have also given him the vacant houses, like, if he had, like, if he really wanted them to leave that fast. But I feel like he also would do that, but in an indirect way. He would put, it, like, he would put Brett in a situation where he's able to do that because he knows Brett wants he also wants the tents gone so i feel like he wouldn't tell him directly because he doesn't want brett saying like oh herb told me to do it like something like that you know so i feel like possibly um her put him in a situation where he would do it whether he does it or not uh, is up to brett but like what if herb, what if herb like every day has been like man those tents are we really need those tents gone Hey, Brett, yeah, we really need those tents gone, man. Those tents aren't good. And then he said that to him every single day. And then one day Brett was like, yeah, we really do need those tents gone. And then he just did it. Is that, is that not Herb manipulating Brett and kind of Herb doing it? Even though, because Herb has said on many occasions that he knows how to control Brett. Like maybe this is just his master plan and master chess game at work. Sure, but like begs the question: Like, did Brett really do that on his own, or, or no? Right, but like, I'm also like, um, I'm not sure if Herb really like planned for that because, um, like maybe he was just like pretending, but 
when uh, I think it was Jack who said like um, he, like he killed them, like uh, Brett killed them. He made us do it. Herb supposedly had a shocked look on his face, but Adam said that he doesn't usually have that. that like uh, despite the situation, but like he might have because of like because it's like somebody he trusted. So I see why he might have done that, but I feel like he's gone through situations worse than that. So he mm. might have not been like very surprised. So I wouldn't like I don't know if he was shocked if it was just like an act or if it was genuine. So you can see it being true, but you you're leaning more towards the fact that no, it probably wasn't her no because there's been foreshadowing even before where like adam's like i feel like herb's hiding something interesting so give me so, a percentage what side of the argument are you on there um okay i guess i'm like 50 40 because like 50 towards um herb kind of uh indirectly planned it and like 40 towards he did it wow okay aditya so I don't necessarily think Herb meant for that to happen. So I think he was planning for a more peaceful approach. So maybe diplomatically getting them out of there. And then as Herb was saying that, so maybe we need those trees gone. And Brett might have been looking for a rush, I guess. So as we've seen, he like he kind of likes hurting people. As he explains or other people see throughout the book. So maybe he was looking for maybe a situation to deal with, somebody to hurt, and then he maybe thought of that. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So where are you on this side of things, I guess? So I think it was more of Brett's own doing. Give me a percentage. Uh, Maybe 60-40. Wow. Okay. So we're still not sure. Okay, so still two questions out there. So Aditya and Mono both wanted to tackle the, the Brett one. Um, Pari Kerpa? Wait, what was, this? What was the second question? <laughs> All right, does someone want to repeat them? The, the first one was Brett and uh, like it's super convenient that Herb gets his way of wanting the trees. So my question was, did, do you think Herb had uh, th that was Herb's kind of doing, like he had involvement in Brett massacring the 10 people. And then, um, oh my God, what was my other question? About the fight for power title. Oh, sorry. Yes. The the book is called The Fight for Power. So we're revisiting. Like, what, what do you think the fight for power means now that we're almost at the end of the book? Um, for the fight for power, as we said before about Brett, like, he, like as the author said, he's going to get worse. So I feel like it's going to be, like, him. I don't know what he's going to do. But, like, I feel like he's going to be a part of that whole fighting thing as I said before like it's probably him against like Adam or like that whole compound so that's what I think the fight for power would be
Okay. So you think Brett versus the community, like the Eden Mills, that's the fight? Yes. 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 You don't sound very sure. I'm not, but... <laughs> but okay. I feel like it's towards the end and I don't think anything else will really happen. Do you think it's more of a man versus man conflict or more of a man versus like society conflict? Man versus man. I don't think it'll be like the whole community. So who do you think who do you think Brett's gonna get into main conflict with? Like, choose one character. Who do you think it's gonna be Brett versus who? Um, I think it'll be the first person that comes to mind is Adam, so I'm just gonna say Adam. So Brett versus Adam. Yeah. Who do you think wins? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Wow, okay. All right. Uh with any of the two questions? Yeah, I also think that um Brett will like like be against Eden Mills because Eric Welchers just say that he's like a psychopath and it's also mentioned in the book that um he doesn't like Adam so I I think he's gonna be like against Adam Herb and Kate mostly um because he doesn't want to like you know be in control oh sorry he does want to be in control um, he doesn't like want to be like under Kate's commands or anything he just wants to do what he wants so yeah, I feel like he'll just be against them. Interesting. Okay, some good answers. Does anyone else have anything they want to say about either of those two things? Okay, so has anyone read past chapter 30, just out of curiosity, just so I know if anyone's got spoilers or anything like that? No, everyone's right where they should be in the reading? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so thinking about conversation that we have with Eric Walters, what other things did he mention that maybe we need some predictions to? So he mentioned Brett, but he also mentioned another character and kind of like alluded to some things happening. What character did Mr. Walters kind of give some hints towards? You guys remember? Was it Adam's father? It was Adam's father, yes. So he kind of hinted, what, what did he hint? That, that he would make like an appearance soon, but I believe it was in one of the later books. Okay, so my question to you is, do you think Adam's father returns this book? In this book? No, I feel like maybe at the end, there is like a cliffhanger with that. So then yes. Sure, yeah. So you think he does kind of make a, an appearance in this book, but it's the cliffhanger to go to the next one? I think, but I believe it. he was, um, like, the author, I think he said he, it was either either the fourth or third book where he was like, Adam's not going to be in that book. Fifth. Fifth, fifth one. So he fifth. hasn't 
Yeah. So currently there's three books. There's the one that the first one that we read, Rule of Three. Then there's number two, the the fight for power. And then number three is the will to survive. And then the fourth one is uh, called the fourth dimension and it's a parallel story. So like everything that's happening in Eden Mills is like here. And then it's a story that goes in a different setting. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I understand. So I feel like, yes, he might make an appearance at the very end. Okay. And how do you think that's going to go down? That's the case. So I'm interested in like, yes or no, do you think he's popping up? And then number two, if you, if you do. It's either an appearance or a foreshadow. Okay. Like foreshadow, yeah. like it might be like, um, they hear about something on like a, like a radio or like they see some type of like sign, like there's just something about uh, kind of like they're uh, in. And if it's like an appearance, there might be something with like uh, signals and stuff. So maybe like the pelican in Finding Nemo that like comes to the dental office and talks about Nemo's dad. Sure. Kind of thing. Like, hey, have you heard about this? There's this cool story about this fish who's swimming and trying to find his son. (laughs) Like Nemo's like, like, wait, um, that's my dad. (laughs) You think Adam is Nemo? Like, I think there might be a few different, like, plots I can think of. Like, for one, uh, some type of, like, like um, they're outside the walls and they find someone and they, like, that person is from, like, a different area and they've like, traveled there. And yeah. they tell them about, like, like, something to do with Adam's father or there's, like, signals through, like, a, a radio or something, maybe a walkie-talkie, like, something like that. Wow. Okay. All right. What about the rest of you? I feel like Adam's father may return in the end. And then maybe there's sort of a reunion. And then, actually, never mind. So I'm leading towards kind of what Manal was thinking with the cliffhanger. Okay. Pari, Gerba, what do you think? I also think he's gonna like make an appearance in the end. Okay. Kerpa? Um, I think I don't think he will. Well maybe like they'll talk about him more in the book. Yeah. Like at the end. But I don't think he'll no, I don't think he will. Okay. All right. So before we exit, does anyone else have any kind of final thoughts, anything that they want to bring up, talk about? Okay. I am excited to see how this uh, this goes down. What What's going to happen? What's going to be the fight for power? Do we get Adam's dad? Do we not? There's so many questions. We got seven short chapters to uh, to get answers to. So looking forward to it. We'll see you guys uh, next week.